Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast. Uh, My guest today is attorney Warren Norred. Last name is N-O-R-R-E-D. The reason why I contacted him is uh, he's filed suit on behalf of some some plaintiffs in the state of Texas um, due to some issues surrounding COVID. So I wanted to have him on and see what the suit's about and to just hear uh, what he's doing and why. So, Warren, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah, if you would, can you give me a little bit of background on, you know, first your practice and what you do, and is this normally your practice areas, and then we'll get into the details of the suit. Sure. Uh, my, my practice is about a third bankruptcy and about a third uh, business um, litigation, and then about a third intellectual property. And my background is a, I have a master's degree in electrical engineering, and I do the patent law and, and all the things that are associated with that. The, this is not a normal thing for me, at least it wasn't, but I've always had kind of a 10% of our firm, um, of our activities were uh, in the world, what I call white hat law, which is lawsuits that just need to be filed. And so we started doing those kinds of things for trademark bullies and things like that. We did an open carry suit a couple of years ago. And so we, the area, the area of constitutional law started to be intriguing to me. Uh, And then when this pandemic showed up, and of course, we didn't know what this was going to be like in March. We didn't know these be zombie apocalypse and bring out your dead or, or what is going to be. And so, you know, nobody was really filing a suit or talking about filing a suit back then. And so everybody closed like they were supposed to. But as time went on, it became clear that we were learning things and we were not implementing what we learned and we were continuing just to keep everything shut down. And so I started getting a lot of attention uh, by you know, a lot of people saying, look, we need to file suit. And that le- that's what led to them all. And so starting in, in April, uh, we filed our yeah, first. Overall, uh, you're right. You know, the first month or so, fine. Six months out plus, and right. everyone's still saying, oh, we don't know. And there's no guidance, no nothing. It's it's ridiculous by this point, in my opinion. So well, There's no doubt about it. And, and it's it's though we pretend like we have learned nothing over the last six months. It's as though we're start we're still back here trying to figure it all out. And our Governor Abbott today issued, you know, his, his weekly release of uh, how much freedom will I give the peons? Um, he said, well, we're going to continue to have all bars shut down. You know, and it's, and it's a procrustean solution. It's the assumption that no bar can operate uh, in well enough to, to be even open. So bars in Texas can't even have a private band practice or have anything going on or they're violating the rules. And so it's, it's just very awkward. You know, he's allowing people, if you're, if you visit your loved one at a nursing home, you have to follow the rules of this bureaucracy, which has yet to give out the rules and which will be again, procrustean in nature. It's going to assume everybody is the same and it's, and it's not going to be sufficient because the nursing homes don't really know how to deal with that. Instead of saying, hey, look, nursing homes, make a set of rules that you can live with and your clients can live with, be reasonable and go about your business. It's never that. It's never, 
figure it all out and see what you can do. No, it's got to be top down by executive order, unlegislated. Well, the funny thing is, actually, to my understanding, um, a few weeks ago, this exact reverse circumstance happened with the schools. You know, Governor Abbott said to the schools, you decide what you want to do and how. So that's why would you instruct one industry and have a top down mandate and other industries you say, yeah, do what you like. Well, it's, of course, there's a teacher's lobby and there's a TEA. And, and the, the, one of the problems that we see is that the, the organizations that are more affiliated with the state uh, are more free to do certain things as long as they stay within these rules. But then the rules are, are weird. I'm on the board of a charter school and we are told, well, we have the freedom to do what we want. But if anybody gets comes down COVID and you're not wearing masks, well, then you're going to have this total quarantine of everybody in the class. Whereas if you do wear the mask, then you're then you have more freedom if somebody does come down. Instead of saying, you know what, in Tarrant County of Fort, which is the county of Fort Worth, at, to date we have zero deaths for anybody zero to 24 years old. Zero deaths, not just one or two, but wow. zero, right? And and so we are cl- creating all kinds of havoc. It's easy for for the governor sitting in Austin to say, you guys work it all out with the bureaucrats, but do what I tell you. And then at the same time, I mean, this happened yesterday, we had a, a hearing on Shelley Luther's counterclaims where we're suing the state of Texas oh, nice. and the governor uh, for counterclaims for shutting her down, that we added that to the suit. So the city sued her, the city of Dallas sued her, and then we fought back, and we're still fighting about that. That's an ongoing lawsuit. Um, and we added counterclaims against the state and governor, and the court said, well, okay, the, the, the governor says he's not enforcing anything. It's this clever subterfuge of saying, I, the governor, am going to issue these executive rules that say you've got to all do these things. But since I am personally not showing up on a steed with my 45, I'm not the actual one enforcing them. So you can't sue me. You have to sue these bureaucracies. The bureaucracies then turn around and say, we're just following the court's orders. <laughs> it's, it's, you get this comedic uh, point, everybody pointing at everybody else, and then the courts go along with it. And so the, yesterday, the court said, we're going to let the governor and the state out. And now we're trying to figure out if we're going to appeal that. Um, but it goes on and on and on like this. You know, I, I'm not doing the damage. It's these other people, even though the other people say in their rules, the governor says to do it this way. So that's what we're doing. So what, what are some of the, um, it's up to you. I don't know if this is giving away your hand, but what are some of the legal strategies you've contemplated or that you've seen other attorneys put forth that, either seem to be working or not working? Well, it's, it's for a lot of what we're doing here, it's, it's adding spice to the recipe of the public discussion. You know, so we file a lawsuit. You know, I, I certainly don't file. I want to win, right? I'm, I'm an attorney and I have an ego and I want to win. Um, but winning is not, what if I win, yeah, but everybody is still sunk because they can't see their grandmother, that's not the win. What I want is for change social policy. So whenever we, whenever, for example, um, Shelley went to jail, we filed that writ of habeas corpus application and the court granted that. But at the same time that this, this Texas Supreme court, they didn't really grant it. They granted it temporarily while they consider it. And that's that briefing is going on at the end of this month. And that's been going on six months now. Right? So um, that's ongoing. Um, and so then we say, well, uh, we're going to file this writ. Turns, she turns into a cause celeb. Uh, the Supreme Court releases her, at least temporarily. And Governor Abbott 
issues a one-page executive order that says, hey, I didn't mean people go to jail. Nobody goes to jail for this. So now we have this really weird situation where you have a governor that issues an, a, an executive order that allows people to go to jail. Shelley Luther, um, she didn't go to jail actually for directly breaking rules. She got to sit in a jail for her contempt of continuing to operate after the court told her to stop operating and results of a temporary restraining order the week before. So, but indirectly she's in jail for operating. Well, governor sends out an order and says, I'm retroactively changing the past so that nobody can go to jail due to a local order. Well, that judge filed a local order. He issued a local order. So now I'm going to, I've got to go to that judge and argue, uh, the court, um, needs to, if the court believes that the, the governor can make these rules, then how does the court going to deal with the fact that the, that the judge, that the, the governor said that all of your orders can't put somebody in jail and you put somebody in jail. <laughs> yeah, it turns into a nightmare. Yeah. The, uh, what is the core of the governor's authority? Is it that we're in a state of emergency? Like where, where is the route from which this ability comes? Okay. So uh, there's the disaster act of 1975. And I'm going to caution folks, um, everybody who's listening to this probably knows that this is not legal advice, but it's worse than that. Every state has its own gig. And so we have in the state of Texas, the, the disaster act of 1975, and it was passed. And in 2004 and five, we had a bunch of Katrina and, and other hurricanes. And so we amended the, the disaster act of 2005 to allow uh, the governor to basically give authority to local uh, mayors and, and county judges. County judge is kind of like the, the head of the committee. It's not a, he's not an actual judge in most counties uh, to basically make them minor kings during a disaster. And so it allows them to control the, the going and coming from an area. And it's really designed to handle floods and tornadoes and, and uh, fires. It's not designed to handle diseases. And then what's funny about Texas also is we have a part of our actual uh, state constitution that says that we are uh, allow the governor to ha call a special section special session in the case of disease prevalence, and it actually uses that phrase the prevalence uh, disease prevalence as a reason to call a special session. So you can't do that in one day or one or a couple of days. You know, so if you have a legitimate uh, a legitimate flood or disease or disaster, the governor can make these decisions. But if it's going to be ongoing. The idea should be that you're going to call, the governor is going to call a special session to deal with this. So the Disaster Act, he, he announces a disaster and then that implements his, his abilities to make all kinds of rules. The problem is the Disaster Act, it conflicts with the actual Texas Constitution. The Texas Constitution says that only uh, the Texas legislature, Article 1, Section 28, says no power of suspending laws in the state shall be exercised except by the legislature. So even if the state legislature wants to delegate that power to the governor, it really can't. Um, and then the, what I was talking about a minute ago, executive powers, Article 4, Section 8, says the governor may, on extraordinary occasions, convene the legislature at the seat of government or at a different place in the case of prevalence of disease threat. So it's a very odd thing. I'm not sure how many state constitutions have that. But uh, so that's that's the that's the the foundation for the governor's authority. The problem is that whenever you start realizing, well, how long is this going to go on? 
It can go on quite a ways. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't it just extended? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it gets – he generally extends it once a month or something. But but he's not the one doing the damage, right? And so we have a, we have a city not in the DFW area, Colleyville. And Colleyville said, ah, we're going to bypass all these things. They closed for a while. And then they said, I think we're just going to continue to move along. And so they had a few more COVID cases, but they basically opened. They haven't opened the bars, uh, but it's not the city that's, that's attacking them. This is where you go back to what I said a minute ago. The, the local, the, the state regulatory agencies have a lot of control over bars. The Texas the TABC controls the, the, the bars. And, and so they come around and they say, well, you're not, acting, you're not operating responsibly because you're open. And they, and they shut them down and suspend them and they're going to yank licenses. Meanwhile, the Chili's down the street has a bar and it's open. It's just business as usual in that bar right. because, yeah. it's, because it has a restaurant surrounding it. And so it's just absurd. The idea is it goes back to uh, unequal protection of the laws, which in Texas is Article Three, Article One, Section Three of the of the Bill of Rights for Texas. Um, the other thing that's hard to deal with here is that the federal government is not good at protecting economic rights, and it's really not good at protecting personal rights um, in in emergency situations. There's a famous Jacobson versus uh, Massachusetts case federal case where there was forced vaccination vaccinations. So people will say that's that's the issue. Well, if you want to seek a redress in federal court, you got to deal with that. Now, apparently that's being done. Pennsylvania did it. Uh, and of course, you got a good Trump appointee out there saying, no, well, let's try liberty. Let's just try that. Um, so we'll see what happens. So what's um, of the suits that you're working on? Again, what you're seeing the landscape. I know it's a kind of a fun house landscape where nothing makes sense, but what's the path forward, do you think? Is it, uh, there needs to be attorneys in every state that are filing suits of a certain nature? Like, we're well, going to get free of this. Part of it is creating a social fabric of people to understand that it's crazy. And I'll see it, and, and I look at the polls, and I'll talk to people and get into areas that are not where I, people where I don't hang out. And it's still fairly true. I, my, my guess is the majority of people, even in Texas, are really convinced that you know masks are a thing, even though the CDC has stated uh, they've got a they've got a uh, study that they put on their system not too long ago on their website that says masks outside of healthcare environment are valueless. Okay, pretty bold, strong statement. It's it's not helpful, and yet um, it's it's everywhere. So what we're doing is, and we have had the Texas Supreme Court state on multiple occasions. Look, we're watching this. This seems, this seems to be a bit much, but we're not, it's not there yet. So we have to work these things up. We're, you know, for example, in Shelley Luther's case, we're, we're trying to figure out how much we can appeal because we're never going to get justice in this court. We just aren't. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. So we need to get to Texas Supreme Court. We might get to the Fifth Court of Appeals, which is in Dallas. And there are some good judges there that, that might have an appreciation for equal protection of the law and don't think that every utterance of the word emergency means that a tyrant can do whatever he wants, even if he means well. And so if we get to the Supreme Court and it's properly briefed, I think the Supreme Court might put the kibosh on some of these things. Uh, I filed, and, and that's what we're hoping for. And I mean, of course, there is a rising tide of ordinary people that are recognizing that this is stupid. So. We have to have more of that. What, um, 
the the shutdown and treatment of schools is waking a lot of ordinary, what I call the layman, you know, the ordinary layman. You know, someone says, what? I mean, I've got to find a way to take care of my kid during the day. I thought we had public schools. Well, sometimes in a way we do, but in a way we don't. Uh, and so these people are all saying, look, this is not, this is not sustainable. I can't work at home forever. I can't just decide that I'm going to do these things. We're paying full taxes. Are you going to give us a rebate on the taxes? No. So the more of this that happens, um, the, the nursing home lawsuit that we filed last week is a, another good example. Ordinary people, every, lots and lots of people have loved ones that are in nursing homes or in some institution where they're being taken care of. And a lot of them do go see their, their loved ones from time to time. So this idea, everybody can read these things and, and these lawsuits, we post them publicly on my website um, and, and they can see these are heart wrenching stories. I mean, these, you know, it, and it depends on what you identify with, right? We, we're, we filed a lawsuit on behalf of about a dozen bars um, last month and every bar owner and every small employer reads this and goes, oh my, what are we doing? How crazy is this? You got, this actually happened. One of my clients a couple days ago, it's last weekend, five Fort Worth cops, Four code enforcement, uh, um, code enforcement people and TAB Seagulls show up. Real, is this really the highest, best use of government resources? Uh, in, in March or in, in, uh, in, it was in April of this year, we had the two folks in El Paso. Um, these are just people doing nails illegally. And, and you read this thing and there's a metaphorical SWAT team of government bureaucrats that are staking out these people for illegally doing nails. I kid you not, it's like a dozen people involved in this thing. And you go, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> and so you have to expose these things. And so you do the lawsuits and, and there's a rising tide of, uh, look, you've got to do something. So uh, that's part of what we're what, doing. Yeah. What do you think? I followed very closely what, what Abbott was saying and doing. And for a while, I thought, wow, you know, he's really making sense. And he's saying, you know, we believe Texans are smart enough to, to figure things out for themselves and act responsibly. And then all of a sudden, with the masks, it turns around. And then with the bars closing, I mean, do you think it's just he's under political pressure and he fears uh, not continuing? And that's why he's changed his tune? Or is there something else going on? Well, I think it's a, uh, it's a bit of a short-term political thinking. And that's that's what I have to believe. Surely he's not so stupid as to think that that masks do anything in a non-healthcare environment. He has. I mean, my best friend of 40 years is an ER doctor, and he's been telling me this since the beginning. That Matt, ordinary people wearing masks. You go to get a, a smoothie at some at some smoothie facility, uh, and they're wearing gloves. And they're wearing the same gloves for a shift. That's ridiculously stupid. And any educated person can look at that and say, yeah, that's actually worse than just washing your hands every 30 minutes. You, you're, oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're gathering all the germs and putting them in one space for an entire shift. My buddy, this, the ER director, he goes through a box of gloves every shift, a box of gloves. So sure. this is worse. You know, back in 9-11, since we just had that celebration or, you know, that, that, that time, um, we had something we called the security theater where people are just trying to make themselves feel good or bureaucrats are having armed mil uh, people are walking around airports with unloaded weapons. This is useless. 
but it made people, the idea was it made people feel safe. But the problem is that, you know, I, and of course people contact me every day with some horror story. A guy was talking, sent me a video yesterday, walking around in a, in a convenience store in Waco, and he gets accosted and detained by cops for 30 minutes and, and get the Reds of the Riot Act and taser pointed at him because for the crime, the really? non-crime, non-crime of not wearing a mask, even Abbott's order, even the over-the-top order says you can't be detained for not wearing a mask. It says that in the order, and yet cops are but, detaining but, people. And yeah, course, that's what I wanted to ask you, right? Yeah. When, when you interact with normal businesses, what you know, if you're in their store and they get really aggressive or whatever it is, like, can, you know, can any business deny you service based on that? Um, like, what's the rules when, you know, you're walking into a given business? Well, there's, you know, there's, there's the real, there's the legal side and there's the real world. And so, and I spend more than an hour every day talking about masks and businesses and these kinds of issues. And uh, in the real world or in the legal world, if you got an ADA issue that keeps you from having to wear a mask, in theory, in legal theory, they're not supposed to be able to ask you for your paperwork about why you can't wear a mask. You should be able to say, I have an ADA issue. I don't have to wear masks. Um, and I, you, the accommodation is simple. I'm just not going to breathe on anybody while I'm in, in here. But in the real world, what's going to happen is some cop is, who's, who's got quasi-immunity and can never be sued because the government's going to protect him, and he's going to say, He's going to detain you for 30 minutes. He's going to get read the riot act. You're going to, you can't, as they say, you can beat the rap, but you can't beat the ride. It's going to be a nightmare. I've, I've talked to a gal that received a two year criminal trespass for trying to walk into Tarrant County's uh, commissioner's court without a mask. You can't be detained. And yet they've, they've given her a criminal trespass because now she has to file a lawsuit to get rid of that. Mm. Uh, it's horrible. So, you know, in the real world, you know, I, I have T-Mobile. And if I go to T-Mobile, and this happened last month, I went to T-Mobile, and they require masks. There's a time and a place for the fight. I am not going to say, look, I'm an attorney. I, I never pull out the attorney card, right? You just sound like an idiot. You sound like a jerk. Uh, I'm just going to do what I need to do to get by my, my life. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, but, but people need to get a clue that, that we're turning this into some sort of don't you care about me. And I see, I hear it all the time. People right. really are fooled. They really believe that you are imperiling their life by walking into your facility for the 20 feet of your restaurant to sit down, to order, and then to sit down. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Once you sit down, it's okay that we have established that as the social norm. Once you sit down, even though you're six feet from somebody, you know, and I'm a, a full-size adult male, if I give you a wrong sneeze, my sneeze, I bet, can go 10 feet pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, but, but oh, yeah. no, it's absurd. Um, so so I guess uh, for people interacting with businesses, you know, airplanes, whatever it is, uh, it can get ugly with the police coming, even though there's really no authority to do it. And, I mean, you know, what about refusing service? I mean, there's nothing to be done there either, I guess. Huh? Well, there's, okay, so when people say, well, can I sue this person? The, the real answer is, look, if you bring me a bucket of money and you say, Warren, I want you to take this bucket of money and I want you to turn it into pain for everybody that refuses me service. Um, I am okay with that because everybody who's playing in this facade needs to feel pain. Um, and so I'm okay with that. But you need to recognize up front that when judges look at this, they're gonna, you're going to get a judicial eye roll. 
That's what's going to happen because they're going to say, look, can't you just go about your life till this is over? You're taking up judicial space in my courtroom over this minor issue. It's just wearing a mask. Wear your mask. That's, that's what you're going to get. Now, you can still fight it. Uh, and this is one of the problems we had with the nursing home fight. Nobody wants to sue the nursing home that has taken care of their grandmother. You know, that's, legit, that's a legitimate fear. But you know what? That nursing home could do what it wants, and it could fight on your side instead of just rolling over and saying, okay, a Department of Health and you know, Services, we're going to do whatever you want blindly, and we're going to keep our people from doing anything. So I, I don't have any sympathy for these businesses that are going along with it. My business has not closed. My law firm never closed, not one day. And people say, well, what are you doing? Well, we got to work. And, and I've got a mask. I've got a mask policy. If you want me to wear a mask while I'm talking to you, I will wear the mask. Why is that? Because I like money. And, and I, I, will, I will wear a mask for you while we're talking. And, I, and, and there are people who are genuinely fearful. I have close friends that are very Let's just say they have a few more years on them than I do. And I'm, I'm 57. It's not like I'm 35. So I'm nearing the age where I know people that can be hit hard by this stuff. And I could be hit hard by this. Uh, but, yeah, and, and I don't know how these things are going to mutate. I don't, I'm not a scientist. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is that we can't have a sustainable existence until there's a vaccine. We can't just say two weeks to close it down and six months later, you still can't get a drink at a legitimate bar. You have to go to a Chili's where the, where the government has decided this kind of bar is okay. Um, so yeah, at some point we have to say, look, there, I always like telling the story. And if you may remember the, the movie Casablanca, you know, top 10 movies on everybody's list. But, and Rick, Rick's bar has to close down because there's gambling going on there, right? And Rick is, right, talk, right. Rick is talking to his accountant in this movie there's this little scene and i love this i saw this uh, last month uh and he's talking to his kids how long can we last close down he says oh two or three weeks rick and then we're done that is reality for all of these bars the idea that you can just stay closed unending uh, is absurd and and you shouldn't have to do that whenever you're not closing the bars everywhere else and whenever you're allowing alcohol we never shut down alcohol stores liquor stores they have never, no problem there. They're essential, really. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, right. it, it turns into the vape shops. Vape shops had to close, but liquor stores never did. Mm, smells like class prejudice to me. That's just what it smells mm -hmm. like. So what are you going to do? Uh, you file lawsuits. Well, uh, so what do you think? The, uh, I mean, what do you think is the end game for the politicians and, you know, the local governments and federal government? And what do you think is going to be uh, – I don't know, like a sea change. Is you think enough litigation is going to cause policy change, or what do you think it's going to take? I think a couple of things. Uh, I think that the when we get legitimately to the state supreme court with a case where the state supreme court can push back a little bit, but not in a way that's embarrassing the governor, they will do it. Uh, they will say something like, "You can't do X." I'll give you an example. Um, in, in the city of Cleburne, Texas, Mayor Scott Kane issued his executive order. His executive order said that uh, since you shouldn't be doing anything other than essential tasks, we're going to only allow one person from a household, barring any guardianship issues or taking care of kids, we're going to say that you can only have one person go do an essential task at a time. So 
Um, I have a client, and this is currently in the before in the district court, uh, federal district court. It's the only federal court that I've uh, district court that I've, that I've filed in uh, on this issue. Uh, so he got cited for going to a Walmart with his wife, and it's more than one person traveling um, on an essential task. And so we have a federal lawsuit on that one. The court, uh, a court can can find for us on that lawsuit and not embarrass the governor. And so we're going to trim around the edges. And I don't know. I'll just we elect our our judges and we nominate judges first. There's a process for it, as you may or may not know. I'm pretty much it. I'm a member of the state Republican executive committee, so I'm kind of the clergy of the GOP um, in, in Texas. Uh, we're one of the you might say we're the bishopric of the, the state party. Um, okay. and, all of, and so, yeah, I, we, we, we see the governor and, and I'm one of his allies. Uh, but they got all of this, four of the nine Supreme Court justices were appointed by, by Governor Abbott. So you don't just spit on the guy that helped put you in power by a strong lawsuit. Now, so if I can keep my lawsuit against the city of Dallas, and get it all the way to the Supreme Court, I think that the Supreme Court will feel free to say, no, you're enforcing a bunch of rules that are not laws, and you're doing it in a way that's unfair, and, and really smack it down in a way that they wouldn't be comfortable doing that to the governor. Uh, of course, it's absurd, but, it's, but there's some real politic here, right? And so you have to do things that, that courts feel comfortable doing, uh, they don't want to say that the governor's, they don't want to say the Disaster Act is completely unconstitutional. And to be fair, we have, we have, we have opposed in several of our lawsuits, we've said the Disaster Act is unconstitutional either on its face or as applied. And every attorney recognizes that kind of language. Uh, if I had a rule that said, if I had a law that said only Christian churches can use the park, that's facially unconstitutional. That's just obvious, right? You can see the words. But if I said churches, yeah, anybody can use the park, but in practice, only the churches, only Christian churches were able to use the park because of the application process, we would say that law was unconstitutional as applied because mm. we're only operating it the wrong way. So I think that there's a, we have a strong argument for the Disaster Act being unconstitutional as applied in this case because they're over the top. Uh, these rules, uh, they're procrustean in that they're top down and they're awkward. Uh, we, we've ignored the principles of federalism. You know, if you have the state legislature get together and it says that we can, the state legislature could get together through Zoom if it wanted to, and we right, right. State, you know, and, and it could decide what to do. It could make laws and in, those, in that lawmaking ability, we would make, we would make rules for coming down you know, and from the COVID nonsense at a sane rate in a way that's not, not so awkward. What's, what's happening right now, as I, you know, I talked about the mask, there's story after story like this. Uh, they will say, it's been for more than a month, I think that you could have limited access through glass windows in various ways. Um, and so the governor could say, see, I'm fixing this. But in practice, it hasn't worked out because the each nursing home has to get permission through a certain amount of rules. And they've got to have no COVID for two weeks, all this stuff. Well, the reality is that very few people actually can make use of that. So right. it can, it's almost um, the old Soviet Union. 
had a bill of rights, just like we have a bill of rights, but it would say things like the, the, the Soviet bill of rights would say, you can practice your religion completely as allowed by law. And then the law wouldn't allow you to do it. And so <laughs> they go, well, see, we have a bill of rights. Yeah, you have a bill of rights, but not so much. Right. right. That's what we have going on right now in the state of Texas. We, we're all Texas. You know, we're all pro-liberty and we do all these great things. We, we, we you know, uh, uh, tug on our shirts and say, look at us, we're pro-liberty. But in practice, it, it, it's not that way today. Let's just say we have we have, we could get we our grade is could use improvement at the very least, and a lot of that is my good friend the the governor of Texas Greg Abbott deciding that he wants to he wants he would rather and this I was going to say this a minute ago you asked what the motivations are I think that the governor pays right. just like our president same problem he pays attention to COVID deaths. Uh, bankruptcies due to dying businesses is not a is not a statistic he cares about. It just isn't. Not in the real world. Not by his demonstration. You know, he wants to say, well, you know, you just can you just the economy over people. No, it's people over people. It's just people. It is real people being damaged by this. You know, we our, our litigants in the nursing home fight. Uh, these people were married for 54 years. 54 years. They're both in the nursing home, and the man dies, and he his wife doesn't get a chance to talk to him. Yeah, he's gone. So yeah, that's crazy. It, it's nuts. So is that about people? No. You think that these people really were all that worried about uh, about COVID, or do you think that they would have liked to have been together until their until their dying days? Uh, it's it's not about the economy. It's about people having to live lives. You you can't just Billy Bob's the largest honky tonk or one of the oldest honky tonks in the state. Yeah, I'm going to shut that down. It, it's huge, but but we're going to say that no matter what, one of my litigants in the in the uh, in the bar fight uh, went out of his way. He's going to have a, a a charity concert, so it's not commercial, no alcohol on premises, or it's all locked up. Nobody's drinking alcohol. Uh, he has tape between the the tables. Everybody has pre-filed you know, their their tickets. They're showing up. Everybody's social distancing. They're going to listen to a band. Nobody's paying money for anything. TABC comes in. Jack booted thugs. You got Ella God getting go home. You have 45 minutes to clear out. Okay, so no matter what, these people have to shut down. But hey, all you guys can just go over to Chili's and uh, you know do whatever you want. That's fine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That cannot go yeah. on. So, you know, the people listening to this will be, again, from my two lists, one will be attorneys, you know, various practice areas around the U.S. For them in particular, is there anything they can do, should they choose to, to contact you or work with you or, you know, join in on the fight? What, uh, what's your thoughts for them? Yeah, I, I would say this. We have, a, we have an, a small network of people that are talking about these things. Attorneys should get a hold of me. Yeah, I mean, this is a challenge that I would make to every attorney is you, we've got to fight back on this. We, I know that they're, that the layman is scared to death because that's what he's been told to do. Um, I know that Shelly Luther, when she went up to Michigan, she had friends that told her, why you come up here to kill us? She's going, what's wrong with you? <laughs> they, they really, there are many people in this country who are truly scared to death. And so we have to yeah. recognize that those people need to be brought back to the fold slowly. You can't just throw a science article at them and say, don't be stupid. They really have gotten 
ingrained in this and they have to be shown peacefully and slowly look there is there are there there are risks that you take in life but this one is not that big a deal it's serious but it's not something that you have to shut down the whole world over so uh, i would encourage any attorney who, who wants to get involved uh, to, to send me an email you know and, and i'm easy to get a hold of warren at noridlaw.com um, there is a growing body of attorneys who are willing to stand up and say and a lot of it is people there is business attorneys and they and they'll get a call from their one of their clients that says hey look over in texas and ohio or you know they're they're doing over this you know can we do something about that sometimes the answer is going to be no uh, no we really can't because they're they, they're working on this but i suspect that if you look there's a state law um, that's going to that they can challenge or they can do something but they have to be looking for that they have to be looking for a case like alan snyder and cleburne where that's just over the top nobody no nobody should say that really you're you're going to shut down a husband and wife can't travel together based on a governor's order that you should do only essential tasks no you don't get to do that um, yeah makes no sense but you gotta think outside the box it's it's hard to do okay well, excellent. Well, Warren, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.